Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. No prep. No discussion in the pre-show meeting. No tip-off to what the subject is. This is a totally off-the-cuff segment that one of our hosts will launch into. It's time for Winging It Wednesday. Here's Jordana Green. Claudine Gay absolutely should have resigned as the president of Harvard. She did the right thing. It was probably too late, but 100% she should have resigned as the president of Harvard. Full stop. Adam, do you agree? Uh, oh, yes. By the way, in it too. This is top of mind. This is in the uh, this is in the news. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this mm-hmm. is one of the topical ones. But yeah, of course. Um, but let's not scream so fast and applaud uh, various groups. The same people who applaud usually scream cancel culture. You know. So right. let's just mm-hmm. let's take it for the merits in this particular case. Yes. You know, the plagiarism accusations, yes, mm-hmm. uh, although, you know, there are kind of passive plagiarism problems with citations. I don't think it was, like, legitimate, uh, uh, intentional. Not ideological. Like, she right. didn't steal intentional people's ideas. Intentional plagiarism, where it's just she laziness. You could say it's words. laziness. It was, yeah, it, right. But I, was, I would say that. That's I think it's less, it's less about that. And let's be honest. It's less about that. It's more about the congressional hearing. And the congressional, again, we talked about it ad nauseum, is like, mm-hmm. yeah, they can't get out of the way of their own um, right. appeasement to, uh, you know, free speech and all sidesism. It's like sometimes you got to call out things, and they failed to do that. And that proves that uh, she probably shouldn't be in the position she was in. So, yeah, I'm not shedding any tears over Claudine Gay, certainly not. So I have been listening to this debate. And and it's funny, this just happened. You and I were walking out of the studio together yesterday, Mm -hmm. and it literally came across my feed. And we're like, no, did this really happen? And it happened as our show was ending, so we didn't get a chance to discuss this. Um, So I have been looking. I mean, it's been a big story, and I have been watching the analysis of what's been going back and forth. Okay, was it because of the abysmal congressional hearing? Was it because she is a black woman and we don't want black women in positions of power in this country, which of course I completely vehemently disagree with? Was it because of the plagiarism? And I think it was not the middle one, but the culmination of the fir- of, of the first and the third. The way she responded to the question, our chance for genocide of Jewish people against uh, free speech, you know, should that be spoken on your college campus? And her response, it depends on the context. Calling for genocide of Jews, it depends on the context, was what she said. And um, I'll give you my opinion, and then we'll share what some commentators said. Obviously, that showed a lack of leadership. She did, in uh, I'll give her credit, she did in the congressional hearing say, I don't support anti-Semitism. I think anti-Semitism is abhorrent. She did say that. I am not accusing her of being an anti-Semite. I am accusing her of a lack of leadership. 
in a, as a leader, you need to say calls for genocide for any group should not be allowed on a college campus. And at Harvard, if that is unclear, I, as the president, will go and make that change. That anybody who chants for the genocide of another people on our campus should not be allowed. That's what she should have said. You know, I understand she can't change Harvard's policy right there. And if they did have a policy that allowed that, that is wrong. Uh, that is unsafe. And it should be stricken. So that's what she should have said. These these plagiarism instances were just sort of the icing on the cake. Like now you're saying, okay, if you as the president are supposed to hold students to a standard that you yourself has have not met, and now it's up to almost 50 allegations of, again, not ideological. She didn't steal people's ideas. What she did was miscite people. She didn't give them credit. She lifted full paragraphs, changing one word or two words, and that's just not right. So... Um, you know, is the world going to end? No. Some of the people who she plagiarized say, ah, you know, it's not that big a deal. So, you know, again, yeah. is she a criminal? Absolutely not. She's staying on but, the faculty of Harvard. Yes. But the culmination of the lack of leadership in the wake of the Jews for Genocide comments and now this, you have now become a distraction. And I don't necessarily think you can be effective leader. Those are the reasons that I, Jordana, feels that she should have resigned. And I have been listening to what other people have said, because there's also this idea, Adam, that, oh, we just can't stand to see a black woman in a powerful position, which I disagree with. I think that we can. She was in that position. She just wasn't necessarily the right person for this position because of these reasons. You know, Liz McGill, Liz McGill, who was the president of Penn, resigned for less, also kept her professorship, but she resigned after the congressional hearing. There were no plagiarism things for Liz McGill, and she is a white woman. So um, I wanted to share with you some of the more interesting comments that I heard on both sides of this. The first one you're going to hear is Coleman Hughes. Coleman is uh, an African-American man. He hosts Conversations with Coleman podcast, uh, and this is what he said about Claudine Gay's resignation on CNN. Definitely the right decision. Uh, if you're the president of a university... That means you're in charge of policing plagiarism among students. Every year, some Harvard students get disciplined for plagiarism. You cannot yourself be trailing a history of almost 50 credible allegations of plagiarism. Okay, so Coleman said, yes, you're right. These plagiarism things should have ended it, and you can't have that. Now, on the other side of that was Musab Ali. Musab Ali is the former Harvard Law student body co-president. He is also a man of color. He said this. I don't think these allegations weren't the outcome at all. I mean, I think if you look at the investigation that was done by Harvard Corporation, they looked at the plagiarism arguments and they said that, you know, it wasn't substantive. And also, these weren't allegations with regard to her original ideas. It was just regard to some of her cursory review and some of the methods that she used. So I don't think the plagiarism is actually a, a, real, a real case here. I agree I just with him. To give, you do? I do. Yeah. I don't think it's the plagiarism. Mm -hmm. I think, and, and again, I, like we've, I don't think it was intentional plagiarism. I think it was sloppiness. And yes, that, yes, is there, are there consequences for sloppiness? Absolutely. Especially if you're the mm -hmm. president of Harvard. You should be beyond that. But mm -hmm. I think that this boils down to the, to the hearing. And I think, boy, the, you know, mm -hmm. and everybody's saying mm -hmm. two down, one to go. I mean, do we think that MIT president Sally Kornbluth? I mean, it's like the clock's ticking now. It's like, I just feel like... Do you think she should resign? Probably. I mean, I, prob I put in an extra bubba, but pro <laughs> probably. I mean, it, it, for you know what? For the good of that school, 
uh, so we can move on. Yeah. Uh, but, and at the same time, I'm saying that it's like, again, certain circumstances warrant that kind of a decision, whether it's a resignation or a firing. And maybe uh, Claudine Gay says she resigned. Maybe the board said, you know, this is too much of a distraction. Go back to being a faculty member. You can say this was your decision, but we're going to move on. Because, and not every instance is like that. There are certain instances, too, where I think people do get a do get an unfair. And then when the snowball starts rolling down the hill, man, it is tough to stop it. And there are yeah. certain circumstances, like when we brought up the, the, the Spanish president, when that happened, I was like, come on, really? I mean... But you the, mean the snow- soccer guy? Yes, the soccer guy. And yeah. Okay. You and I both kind of said well, that seems it might be the culture. Just it didn't seem. Mm-hmm. But boy, mm-hmm. that snowball started rolling and it was yes. tough to stop. And mm-hmm. do, do we pile on in this country and, and elsewhere around the world in this day and age? We sure as hell do. But in this instance, if we look at what was said, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, the day after this happened, I, I remember you were very passionate about it, and I was yes. kind of trying to say, well, you know, they've got to say the right thing. I was wrong in that. I, they, no, it's, it's a pretty clear answer they could have given there when, when they get that kind of a softball. And mm-hmm. they failed, and they failed. And, and I'm sure they're great people, and the, maybe they'll have great careers. Maybe they'll be presidents of other schools in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in this instance, they failed. And so, yes, and I think we can look at each individual decision. So, yes, I think that was the right decision. But I don't, the plagiarism thing, I think, is just finding other ways to say, well, you know, there's a shaky ground here when absolutely it was that moment in Congress before that congressional committee that spelled the end for, for now, two of these three. Okay, people. I hear you. Yep. And I, now I have another question about this. What role did her being a black woman Zero. play? In all of this. Zero. Oh, I was going to say, wait till after the break oh, so we can react to okay. that because this is a tease. Well, I shouldn't we say zero. You're right. I'll, I'll take that back. It's not zero, I'll tell, but I'll explain. Yeah, but yeah, that's a great <laughs> Right, point. because this is, <clears throat> this is what's coming up. And you know what? In this country, that is a valid question. We want to hear from you, too. I see your text coming in. 651-461-9226. Yeah, call us. Yeah, we're talking about the resignation of Claudine Gay. I say, yes, it was the right move. Adam also agrees that it was the right move, maybe for different reasons. Uh, what say you? And what about her being a black woman? How did that, how if that played a role? We'll respond to that next. Claudine Gay has resigned as president of Harvard University. I say, well done. She should have done it earlier. But because of not only the disastrous congressional hearing where she would not condemn calling for genocide of Jews as a bad thing to be happening on college campuses. She says it needs context. Um, No, it doesn't. Uh, But because of possibly 50 accusations of plagiarism, she has resigned her position. I say she has become a distraction and can't properly lead or get the respect you need as the president of Harvard. Adam, now I'm going to ask you this. We, we talked about the anti-Semitism thing. We talked about the, the plagiarism thing. There are people, uh, many pundits, that are saying it's because she was a black woman. I disagree with that because if you look at the example of Liz McGill, the president of Penn, who resigned weeks ago, and rightfully so, again, even, even she was too late, uh, resigned weeks ago, um, she is a white woman, and there were no accusations of plagiarism against her. So I am going to take race out of the equation for this one 
and say it wasn't just because she was a black woman. It was because of these other things. I think it does a disservice to actual cases of uh, racism Racism. that absolutely still exist and stop it if people are thinking, oh, no. Also, by the way, can we park the, we're getting text to, like, the only reason she had the job in the first place because she's a black woman. Let's stop Stop it it. with that, too. Stop it. That's complete BS. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that being said, no, I don't think uh, if she were a white man that the, the outcome here would be any different. Right. Um, I don't think it, right. it, it would not be any difference. Zero. None. Uh, I mean, I think it's great, by the way, that these three presidents that Penn, MIT and Harvard were all women. That shows how far we've come. Um, and, you know, she was the first black female president of Harvard. But again, I just don't think I don't think we can play the race card on this one. There were too many issues with Claudine Gay. Please replace her with another African-American woman who is, you know, more qualified, yeah. who doesn't have these plagiaristic ideals or maybe came out, you know, um, when people were supporting Hamas on the Harvard campus and said, this is wrong. Hamas is a terrorist organization and had more clarity about that. So replace her. It doesn't I don't care what color or gender they are. But right now, Claudine Gay is not the right person for this job. And it gives it, it, it. It, it absolutely fuels this this continued um, attack on, and, so, and obviously in this case, rightly so, on elite universities, yes. and where they should be open places of thought, uh, not at the sake of making others feel threatened. Though I mean, there there, there there's free thought, right. especially on this. In this instant of looking at a situation as difficult as it is to have open thought and an open welcome of idea, and by the way, a challenge of those ideas. It's the same when we hear, when, when people are asked to speak at universities and this outcry that there should be no, uh, like Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Oh my gosh. I, this, this idea that no, that she, she should not be offered. How, how dare you offer someone who's a sitting Supreme Court Justice of the United States? An opportunity to speak at an institute of higher learning. Absolutely ridiculous. Because the point mm-hmm. is, just because somebody speaks doesn't mean you agree with what they're saying. It also provides an opportunity to challenge those thoughts, which mm-hmm. should absolutely, absolutely be happening on college campuses. But as we see, there is a fine line when that borders, when, that, when we cross that and suddenly we're giving voice to people or we're giving uh, support to people, really, who, who should not have it. And clearly was the case here, which is why we can look at this and not just say uh, this is a blanket situation um, where the, you say something, you have to resign. There are, we, we have instances of that. This one we can look at and say, you know what? This is the right move. And it's, This is the right move. It's the right move, and yeah. it's probably the right move for the MIT president, too. We'll see. I don't know. Right. And sometimes people have to, you know, take the bullet. You guys did the wrong thing. You didn't go in front of Congress and say, absolutely, it's not okay to call for a genocide of another group on our campus. Sure, there's free speech, but there are limits. There is also right and wrong. So, again, there's free speech and there's, there's, there's free speech and there's consequences for free speech, which is there you go. The people who always cry free speech don't get that. It doesn't mean that we're policing what you say. It means there's consequences for what you say. And this is mm-hmm. the example of it right here. Or mm-hmm. what they don't say. Well, thank you for the conversation. Uh, this is an interesting development.
it is, and maybe it will have long-lasting effects on elite institutions. Maybe we will look at elite institutions. I certainly think elite institutions have taken a hit uh, recently in their prominence Mm -hmm. and maybe in their decision-making. And um, interesting look at consequences of free speech. Well, this is one, too. good lessons. Yes, and this one, the the, the DEI conversation Mm -hmm. that you and I had before the holidays is one I'd want to return to because, like, the Wisconsin decision about how the... The state legislature in Wisconsin was battling about pay raises and what it has to do with DEI. That's, again, one of these acronyms that I don't think people just cling to and suddenly use as a weapon, like uh, like CRT. Now it's DEI. What what is DEI? What the hell is it? And what uh, and what and what does it mean? And why? And well, why? David, and, we've been working on a guess right. about this because I have lots of questions. So do I. About that, Adam. Yeah. Right. So I think it's time to just have a real honest conversation. What is diversity, equity, inclusion? What does it mean? Yep. Who benefits? Who doesn't? Um, how is it used at universities and at companies? I have lots of questions about that. So yes, we are working, and we have been since yeah, before the holidays. Right? It's just everybody went on vacation exactly. on the holidays, but no, and we it, want to get time for that conversation. So, Absolutely, hundred percent. Yep. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Uh, mine is much lighter. I'll say that, although probably not less controversial. What is it? Find out next. We're stuck in purgatory, and I'm mad as hell about it. That's next. Nope. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. No discussion in the pre-show meeting. No tip-off to what the subject is. This is a totally off-the-cuff segment that one of our hosts will launch into. Winging It Wednesday continues with Adam Carter. We're in a winter purgatory, and it sucks. Give me cold weather and snow right now, because this weather is awful. I'm sorry. We're in the this whatever El Nino, whatever the heck it is. I am sick of this because we're in a no-man's land of winter. If we're not going to have snow, then at least give us 60 degrees, okay? I'll move somewhere else where it's warm in winter. Up here in the north, the great north, the bold north, so to speak, we got to have snow and cold. I'm sorry. Because we're in the middle. This is like do-nothing land right now. It's do-nothing land. And welcome to do-nothing land where you can't do anything. It's not warm enough to really enjoy it, and it's not cold enough and snowy enough to really enjoy it. Who's with me? Yeah. Who's with me? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say I am not with you. Oh. Only because if we, oh, and David's going to kill me because David he loves will, snow. I know David will be on oh my, my side on this one. Yeah. He has, like, hats that say pray for snow. He loves snow. Um, for me, it not being snowy or certainly icy is a really nice thing because I can at least get bundled up and go for a walk outside. Because, Adam, as soon as the ice and the snow come, I, it's hard for me to leave the house. I feel very delicate sometimes, and I just, you know, don't want to fall. And I, am, I don't love that. So this is actually some semblance of, oh, I can still be outside. I can still not enjoy the weather because there's nothing to be enjoyed with this uh, 
overcast. No. It feels like the wildfires are back. Like there's no sun. We still have to use our sun lamps. Depressing. I hear you that we we can't go snowboarding and, and we can't build snowmen, but I'm going to take the other side. I'm going to say this is okay with me. First of all, I haven't built a snowman uh, in a long time. It has nothing to do with my ability to build a snowman or not. Oh. And somebody just texts in, oh, it's another first full hour of fake outrage. This isn't fake outrage, my oh, friend. No. This is absolute outrage. And tell, tell that to the people who, who put on the John Bear Grease sled dog race. Who knows the who knows the John Bear Grease sled dog race better than Adam Carter? And they had to cancel it because there's no snow. Now all those dogs out there, you know, those dogs up there, they live for this. They live to run out there. And now, you know what? Tell that to all those dogs who've got nowhere to run this winter. Tell that to them. Is it fake outrage for them? No. I'm sorry. I want to ice fish. Make it cold enough so we can freeze the lakes. Can we stop having, you know, 50 to 100 ice fishermen stranded on lakes? Every day I wake up, there's, a, uh, there's another rescue of ice fishermen. And before you say, well, they're stupid enough to go out there. No, they can, they can walk out there. That's fine. But uh, give me something because I just feel like there's nothing to do. It's purgatory. It's we weather, winter, yeah. purgatory. Yes. And, 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 and like if this, if this is, I would not live in a place like this if the winter was like this every year. It's either give me winter or don't give me this. I, I would move to either a place where there's snow and ice and I can enjoy it, or I would move to a place where in the wintertime it's 75 degrees and there's an ocean right nearby. I'd live like there. That. We are stuck in the middle of nowhere, weather, weather purgatory, winter purgatory, and I can't stand it. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Dave Josephson. He's been nodding his head the entire time. Yeah. I've been talking. <laughs> he, I've, I've never he seen really him so uh, so uh, agreeable with me. Dave, aren't you with me on this one, please? Um, Don't give me that. Ah, uh, you know you are. Come on. I'm with you in terms of I am very much ready for ice and snow and to start winter sports. And I'm grieving a little bit that those of us who enjoy winter sports. Uh, the season is just getting a lot shorter this year, yeah. whereas normally right? you could get out and, you know, like I've been doing some cross-country skiing just on a few small man-made loops, but um, a year ago I had been skiing miles and miles in, in natural snow and beauty in different parks around, and that's not available now. It might not be available for another few weeks at least, huh? which means the total season for cross-country skiing, for real natural mm-hmm. snow skiing, might be cut down to... Six weeks Low or something Lopez. like that. We're lop- lopetless here. I know. We're, where are the lopets? Mm-hmm. That's we not good. We need lopets in the upper Midwest. I, however, am also a big proponent of trying to enjoy the weather that you have at the moment. Oh, and mm. I've been getting outside in spite of the bad weather. Um, still skiing, still getting outside and uh, going How for a bike skiing? ride. Yeah, where? Where are you skiing? How are you skiing? Oh, I ski at uh, either Thielworth or Elm Creek. Uh, like, so yeah, that's man-made uh, snow. Man-made right? snow. I've been going about every other day. Right. All the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also been outside uh, uh, for a run or a bike ride or a bonfire mm-hmm. or things like that. And to me, you just got to take it as it comes. Like, it's a, it's a bummer, and you can grieve the fact that ice fishing season is going to be shorter this year. But that's no excuse. Like, w- why not get out for a bike ride today? 
Because I don't want to. I might put my bike away. Well, why? If I want to go on a bike out. ride, I'll move to San Diego and I'll bike in beautiful weather. You just got to say yes to whatever the weather no, brings you today. No, you don't. Get out there. We can get outside. We're human beings. Also, Jordana, you need some yak tracks and a better coat or something. Yeah. You should be out every day in yak the winter. Tracks. It's good for you. There's ways to get out. You can get a hiking stick and some yak tracks and a better coat, and you can walk every single day of the winter. I mean, maybe I'd feel different if we saw the You're sun. Right. You know, once every you know three mm-hmm. weeks. That'd be more than once every three weeks that'd be great mm-hmm. uh because man um, there there's something absolutely real to not seeing the sun for a while Those oh folks for sure live, i have a, a sun lamp do you have a i need sun a lamp? sun lamp i need a okay. sun lamp i think i'm gonna have to invest in one um yeah get on amazon get yourself a sun lamp mm-hmm. are they expensive i'm gonna put one no. in here maybe you'll be less grumpy sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it can only help it can only help people are saying this is a kansas city winter is this what the winter's like in kansas city i haven't been there for I would assume. Yeah, uh, yes, I have, and that's exactly what it is. It's it's great. We're brown Kansas City. and gray. We're, we're, great. And we're, can, not, we're Kansas City now, mm-hmm. except we don't have the Chiefs. We don't have Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And we don't have Taylor Swift at all our football that's games. Right. So we're like the Kansas City. We're like loser Kansas City. Way to go, weather. But if they're making snow, and also, David, I don't know if you know about this, but Maddox went night snowboarding the other night i think on certain friday nights over at afton mm. they keep the mm-hmm. lights on yeah. yeah oh of course and you oh okay you know about this then yes. i didn't know about this until like he left the house at 10 i'm like what is happening here that is dangerous but i understand that there's lights on and the parks are open so uh, they said they had a great time they got home at three in the morning uh, but they yeah. said they had a great time Almost every, I think every major ski place uh, in the Minnesota area is open. I, I was just looking at Buck Hill. They Buck Hill goes are right. like 90% open. You can go there and so ski there's and snow. snowboard. They're oh, making enough yeah, They snow make their own snow and the lights stay on. I think, you know, till 9 o'clock most nights and later on weekends at some places. Yeah, you can absolutely go and do that. So there you go. So I got to go to Adam, Buck if you Hill? need to go or go tubing, you'll have to go to one of the man-made snow areas. But I say keep it off the streets, keep it off the sidewalks. I'm perfectly happy. And, David, you're 100% right. I will bundle up, which I've been doing. I've been putting on, like, my snowboarding clothes and going to take walks because I still can. And it's just despite the fact that I need the sun, which you're right, which yeah. is I get from a lamp now, um, it is really nice to be outside and get some fresh air. So you might have to bring the bike back up. I'm disagreeing with you, Adam, because I am no. in favor of this one. Uh, let's read some of the text here and chime in. Call in. Uh, let's go. Line up behind me. I know there's people ready to agree with me here. I'm totally with Adam on this rant. Climate change is slowly ruining our great weather. It's Mike from Plymouth. Sunlamp Thursday on Adam and Jordana. We'll right. look into that. It. From Ron J. We'll get a sponsor for that. Ron J. from South St. Paul. Adam, I don't agree with you very much, but this one uh, is a one-year anomaly, and I find it very refreshing. So I say to you, suck it up, buttercup. It's one damn year. Uh, Get over it, Adam. We've had a horrible winter last year. It's so, so bad. Go to Phoenix. Take Hartman with you. Uh, bring on, bring on global warming, winter sports properly rated, but we need a warm winter after last year's winter from hell. That's from our friend Rob in Wisconsin. I agree with Adam. I hear you, Rob. This weather Mm -hmm. stinks. Only been out ice fishing twice so far. Can't get out again until the next cold snap. Adam, sorry, you are wrong, wrong. Winter sucks. I'm loving the warm winter (laughs) with no snow. I agree with you, Adam, 100%. Thank you. Love snow, and this weather is so ugly. Our grandkids want to go sledding. This winter is not one bit fun. Sylvia from Anoka. Yeah, think of the dogs, everybody. Think of those poor little pooches who want to just run. Who want to run free in the John Bear Grease sled dog race. This is what we're doing to them. Those poor little pooches. 
No, we'll they're going to get take fat. Them further north. They're going to get fat and lazy now because they can't run. Uh, Nine forty-five. Uh, do you agree with me? Winter purgatory. Enough of already. Give us the cold and freeze, or we can all move <laughs> to warmer weather. Nine forty-five on CCO. Nine forty-nine. Uh, that is your Linda's construction time check. Time to get fifty percent off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. Those are windows made for the Minnesota weather. Even the lazy purgatory winter we're in. Yeah. Uh, Adam, if you're lear- if you're yearning to drink ice fishing, just put a bag of ice in your kitchen floor, stand on it, and booze it up. Cheers. No, but bro- I have no problem uh, getting my cocktail on. That's I don't. That's not. That's not why I'm yearning to go ice fishing. Uh, somebody else says go bowling, go for a walk, choose the life you can live. No, I want to. I live in Minnesota. It's winter time. We're supposed to be able to go skiing uh, on natural snow. We're supposed to be able to go ice fishing when we want, snowmobiling, whatever we want to do. I feel bad for those folks. Boy, we got all that snow last year. How many people bought snowmobiles last year thinking, oh, boy, this is going to be fun for a year in and year out, and now they're just sitting mm-hmm. in the garage with nothing but to do. But it'll come back. This, I, I understand global warming. That is a real thing. But come on. It's Minnesota. We will have snow again. This is an anomaly. Even Paul says it. Um, and also, maybe a little backlash. We were inundated last winter it was brutal it was snowy and cold and long so this might just be the pendulum swinging back this way and then it will even out again don't worry my friend you will get your snow but i am looking at green grass you know littered with a little bit of snow here and kind of excited to put on my warm clothes and take a walk after the show well, I'm glad you don't slip and fall. I mean, I, I, I get, yes, I'll take the yeah, advantages of, you know, like, let's mm-hmm. look at the advantages of it. Okay, yes, there, we don't have slippery sidewalks and people aren't mm-hmm. falling and breaking hips. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, we are saving, I guess cities are saving on the costs of plowing yes. streets. Of plowing, that's right. Um, Although the guy who, uh, Tony, who comes to plow the driveway, because you guys know too. that I don't do it. Yeah. He, the little snow that we had, you know, this past weekend or whatever, the, he came to plow. And Mark and I were looking at each other. We're like, okay, we probably don't need it plowed. It was very oh. little snow. There was nothing. But I shoveled, um, though, man. It's like, I got to get yeah. out there shoveling. It's like, man, I, right. it's so weird because I did this so many times last year. And it's like, this is the first time of shoveling, and it was barely anything. It was barely anything. But we understand Tony also has to make a living. You know, the yes, guys who, right. who plow driveways yes. have to make a living. A lot of the landscaping companies, yeah. that's what they do in the winter. And this is not great for their economy and their bottom line. So, Tony, it's cool. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. And, and those, we appreciate you. And the resorts that rely on ice fishing in uh, yeah. northern Minnesota, man, that's a, like they, they count on that. For, for, and it's, this is a tough year. Let's go back, though, to last year when we had a very long, mm, very snowy God, no. winter. God, no. And... Again, I think it's important just to embrace whatever we're having. And people last year were complaining about too much much winter. Instead of going out and enjoying the extra snow and the extra opportunity for all the sports, we said, oh, no, I put my skis away. It should be spring. No, like you should have gone out and skied then. And then now we're having a late fall. You should embrace the fall we're having now, even though it's January. And and Mm -hmm. winter will come. I'm getting a call right now. It says Hilton. I wonder if it's Paris Hilton. <laughs> oh, oh, you know why? Could be, Maybe we could because be, well, we're talking about that show later. Hmm. And we did all watch it, even though it was an hour and a half long. It was called Hell Camp. And by the way, that was 
I was blown away. We will talk about it in the 1130 hour. But if you didn't get to see it, watch the trailer, maybe watch it tonight. Listen to our review because um, I was pretty glued uh-huh. the whole time to Hell Camp. So it was uh, very, very interesting. We'll talk about that in the 1130 hour. Uh, someone says here, doesn't matter what the weather is, we will always complain. Yeah, that's kind of what we do. That's what, and like, yeah. you're right. Last year. Talk was, radio. Last year. Well, yeah, but last, well, it, mm-hmm. everybody on the street corner. Last year was too much winter. This year, not enough winter. Just give us the medium winter. Just like a normal medium winter. You know, I don't know, like eight inches of snow and keep it at that level for the rest of the winter. Just enough so we can, you know, snowmobile on it and ski on it and hopefully get enough ice where we can go fishing. Welcome to the you world know, we live a- in where you don't get exactly what you want every day, Adam. Uh, I mean, oh, is that how really? it works? You just get to order up, order up your life, too, yeah. Wait a minute. We, Come on. We can't, we can't get what we want? I'm, I'm going to throw something else at you only because we have a few more minutes and I'm tired of complaining about the weather. Is that okay, yeah. Adam? I'm going to go throw ahead. something else yeah. at you. Um, we are waiting on this, quote, list. There is supposed to be a list of Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, the raging pedophile who killed himself allegedly in prison um, as he was awaiting charges on pedophilia and all sorts of other stuff. Um, and slave trafficking, all those things, human trafficking. Um, we're waiting a list on his associates and who is on that list. It was supposed to come out last night. We're still awaiting this list. It's supposed to be unsealed by a judge. Who was on the plane? Who was on the private island? Do you, are you burning to know who's no. on the list? I, okay. I'm burning to know what Aaron Rodgers uh, does every day other than ayahuasca and all the other drugs. I mean, honest to God, it's like he just says whatever he wants and like, oh, Jimmy Kimmel better watch out. Uh, what, you know, because for for folks who haven't been following, Aaron Rodgers said that Jimmy Kimmel may be on, on that the list. list, and we're not reiterating that. We're we're just saying what he said because I guess he's an idiot, right? Well, he's a critical thinker, is Aaron, and he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. But here's the thing: there's going to be people on that list who maybe met Jeffrey Epstein or did business with him, and has nothing mm-hmm. to do with any island or any you know, like criminal sex act. Right, so, right. so if your name is on the list, it's like, like your life is ruined because you happen to associate with Jeffrey Epstein. That that's what I'm worried about. Criminal. That's what I'm worried about. Like people, and by I am in no way defending Jeffrey Epstein. I'm sure he was a total scumbag. But um, this list is going to have people like President Clinton, President Trump, uh, Alan Dershowitz, and I was watching an interview with Alan Dershowitz, who's a little too loud for me. And saying that as a loud person, um, he was saying, I'm definitely on the list because I uh, was his lawyer. I was yeah, his lawyer. Right. Did I have sex with underage girls? No, but I am on the list. And, and Alan says, I want it to come out so we can prove that people like me were j- he, the man was his lawyer. You know, he knew him. He associated with him. He was on the island. He was on the jet. And that's I just worry, you know, Adam. In today's day and age. Oh, my God. If you're on the list that immediately condemns you, even Jimmy Kimmel's reaction to that. Jimmy Kimmel's reaction was, no, look, nobody wants to be associated with right. Jeffrey Epstein. But also, this, this crazy list, we should not jump to the conclusion that everybody is a criminal and, or a pedophile that's on that list. And Kimmel's saying he's putting my family at risk because there's people yeah. like who now mm-hmm. believe, oh, you know, Jimmy, because there's psychos out there, whack jobs. Who think, well, if you're on the list, you've got to be a pedophile, so we've got to go after you. It's disgusting, which is why Aaron Rodgers to, should watch what he says. That's kind of mine. I agree with that. Quick takes. What do we got coming up here? Uh, Starbucks is going to let you use your own cup more often. 
Also, an oh. NFL owner is getting fined. We'll talk about both of those in quick takes. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.